What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Sports Ethos, Chicago Bulls coverage show. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy uh, and fellow Bulls fan, Mr. Trey Hill. Trey, the Bulls get a much-needed win tonight over the Cleveland Cavaliers, one of the people that uh, we're trying to fend off here in the top six teams in the East. 101-91, to kind of a snorefest of a game. Uh, do you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, it was close in the first quarter, but once Caruso got to come in and have his impact, the Bulls were able to kind of pull away a little bit. And it was nice to actually have a comfortable game because, you know, the Bulls lost those five games in a row and they were able to beat the Pistons the other night. But it was it was close down until, you know, towards the end. So it was nice to have a win that you didn't have to worry about the entire time. Yeah, yeah that is nice. Uh, speaking of which, I'm watching just watching uh, diligently all of my fantasy lineups. I have come back from behind in two uh, two leagues here, but I'm still losing at one. Uh, but uh, if you guys do need some fantasy help out there, I know some people that can help. Uh, take a minute and go follow at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. It's the single most uh, dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than competition and provides more analysis too. Uh, again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Please go follow it now. And I started the ad read tray without even having it open. It wasn't loading for some reason. So I, I'm obviously getting that one down. Maybe I can actually stop reading them word forward here. Uh, but no, it was, uh, yeah, like you said, good to have it in hand. Uh, I know the narrative here is going to be, oh, man, the Bulls defense came out and played so well. But I mean, honestly, the Cavs missed so many shots. They just like, they look so tired out there. I know they've been struggling recently, uh, Trey. Let's see what they are. Uh, three and seven in the last 10 games here after this one. So uh, it has been a rough stretch for them, and they just look like um, almost you know, completely lifeless out there to me. Did you see the same thing as me? Or uh, I mean, I think the Bulls played marginally better defense, but I didn't think you could give the Bulls in, in total defense or total the Bulls defense total credit here. I I gave the Bulls a little bit more credit than you did, especially because it was competitive at the start of the game. It wasn't like they came out completely flat. But once Caruso came in, I feel like the energy just kind of lifted. Everything got a little more intense. And Cleveland was kind of the perfect game for Caruso to come back with because with Sexton out, with Rubio out, they don't really have a lot of ball handlers out there other than Garland. You know, they had Wade out there. I for 21 minutes. Akuro was 34 minutes. Osman, 33 minutes. You know, Garland is the only ball handler. So that point of attack defense that you and I and everyone else talks about so much that Caruso brings. And when he's on the floor, it raises everyone else's point of attack defense also. And we got to focus all of that defensive intensity on Garland. To me, it seemed like Cleveland came out early. Mobley was hot. But once they realized Mobley wasn't going to be able to carry them, and the Bulls were going to suffocate Garland, it was just going to be a long night for them. Because Garland had, what, six turnovers? Yeah, six turnovers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he definitely did. And I know the Bulls at the end of the game, uh, when Garland was kind of going off, I mean, Garland ended up with, what, uh, like 23 points or something like that. 
25 points. And he really got like, I would say 10 of those points, like in the fourth quarter in a stretch of, uh, you know, maybe three or four minutes there where he was just getting like to the rack and scoring over Bulls defenders uh, with consistency. So uh, Billy Donovan made sure and got to, Caruso back in there. He subbed out Javante Green, and the rest is history. Because I do think, uh, you know, both Ayodisumu and uh, Alex Caruso were giving Garland some problems there. Garland only shot at nine of 24 from the field, and like I said, without that, you know, stretch run at the end there, uh, the fourth quarter, he was even worse than that. Trey, he was probably something like 20 percent from the field before that that stretch run. So uh, he also Bulls had three three layups blocked in the first quarter. Yeah, uh, and it was nice to see. And, yeah, uh, there's obviously, you know, I'm not trying to take entire uh, credit away from the Bulls squad, obviously. Uh, they did play, like I said, marginally better. I saw some good things out there. But uh, I do think that the Cavs I, I think you're fun. right. They, It was their second night of a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. They, And I, I just wanted to give the Bulls credit for kind of snuffing <laughs> them out. They, The Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, they're a feisty team. They're young. They're motivated. And if the Bulls had came out like they come out so often and been kind of lackluster, I think this would have been, you know, another nail biter. But they were able to to kind of raise the intensity, suffocate Garland, and and just kind of cruise to the win. This is what good teams are supposed to do, and it would be nice for the Bulls to go back to being a good team. Um, interesting thing from the first uh, quarter or so, both teams actually were shoot were kind of shooting the ball across the floor and making a skip pass. And the Bulls did it like three times in that first quarter and kept getting it stolen. I don't know if it's something uh, that the Cavs had scouted uh, or what, but man, that was kind of frustrating to watch them like continuously try to make that pass and and get it stolen. So any idea what was going? I mean, I know they were throwing the the double at uh, DeRozan and he was just kind of trying to find the the open man. So I put that a little bit on the open man map, cutting to a more you know a closer spot because that's what you're taught in high school, grade, you know, middle school, is when your man goes to double, you need to go find the open space that's nearest to the ball handler so you can go receive the basketball and then go attack the basket as soon as possible to try to, you know, take advantage of the defense shifting and, and uh, rotating. And uh, I just didn't see that tonight. So a couple of just brain farts in that first quarter there. Uh, any explanation there for the for that kind of uh, play there, Trey? I mean, I think you just explained it perfectly. The <laughs> The DeMar was having to kind of make that cross court pass all the way to the corner. It was just such a lengthy, lengthy, difficult pass. It's like a Jokic pass. Like you see Jokic make that kind of pass. Right. But Jokic is seven foot. You know, he can. He's also lower. He's on the block, too. So it's a little easier. (laughs) Right. But even even if Jokic was out there, he's higher up so he can see that and he can throw, you know, kind of like a line drive. Whereas not making yourself available to the guy being double teamed whenever it is someone like DeMar then instead of getting to throw like a bullet pass, he has to kind of, you know, kind of throw it to the space he's attempting to get it to. And not having that velocity on the ball lets you know, good defenders catch up to it and, you know, get in passing lanes and get the ball. So I think the Bulls need to do a better job of, like you said, if not cutting all the way to the basket when their guy doubles, at least, you know, shifting to where it's easier for the man that's being doubled to be able to see you and to get you the ball without it making without it being easy for the, the defending team to jump the passing lanes. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, so that kind of that was a little frustrating there. So hopefully they watch a little bit of uh, tape there and, and uh, you know, shore up that offensive uh, inefficiency, I guess you can call it. Uh, Javante Green brings some energy, though, in that first uh, first quarter two, Trey. He had an offensive rebound, getting position on Kevin Love. And then a huge block, uh, maybe a couple plays later, on Garland. Uh, like you said, Garland had a couple of his uh, 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 layups blocks tonight. But Javante Green may be the most impressive one who just, like, absolutely sent it to the stands. Uh, which is a lot of fun to see. So uh, my, my love for Javante Green continues to grow and continues to uh, pay dividends here because he is uh, just brings that athleticism that a lot of our uh, other players don't have. How did we get him again from the Celtics? He was a he was, throw, I know he was a throw-in. Yeah. He was considered a throwaway player, and I don't know how they let this guy get away. He's Jason Tatum, one of his absolute best friends. They had to know he was talented, so – for the Bulls to be able to snag this guy and to find, you know, to find this hidden gem, he's been just absolutely wonderful. He was part of the uh, Daniel Tice, Javante Green uh, trade, Chicago Bulls. Uh, we traded away Mo Wagner and Luke Cornett. So yeah, not not really upset about that one. I thought Daniel Tice was a nice kid too. Obviously, uh, didn't I love work out. Tice. Yeah, didn't didn't quite work out because we thought we were going to be better, and you know didn't didn't pan out that we made the the play in or, or the playoffs. So, uh, but I thought Tice did bring a lot of good things when he played for us, and then obviously we got Javante Green in that trade. So, uh, that's definitely a win for us there. So, uh, I'll take that all day. Um, but yeah, Javante Green, I continue to love him. Yeah, 22 first quarter points, Trey. Uh, we've been seeing the Bulls give up 30, 35, uh, you know, even bordering on 40 points in the first quarter. Uh, obviously we're going to say, oh, Caruso's back. So this is like solves everything. But again, uh, I think it was a little bit of a, 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 just a slow start for the Cavs. And then they just never really got their feet under them or their legs under them. So uh, just looked tired out there. But uh, 22 first quarter points was something I noted because I loved it. Uh, very sloppy game, though, to start. 15 turnovers between the two teams. Uh, it was near the, set, the start of the second I saw that. I think it was at the end of the first they even had that many turnovers. So, um, you know. Kind of a, a rough game to start with. That's what I was saying. It was kind of a snooze fest. I was just kind of like, okay, this is a, an ugly game. Uh, might not, not might not go in the Bulls' favor, but uh, the Bulls turn it around at the end there. Uh, I think the Cavs end up shooting like 42%. Yeah, 42%. And the Bulls shot 44% from the field. So not the best shooting night for either team. Uh, man, the Cavs are 5 of 24 from the three-point line. 21%. So uh, we can thank them for that. We shot 43% from the three-point line. So, uh how did you uh, take that slow start? Was it just because of the back-to-back, or um, you know, what do you think happened with there with the uh, with the Bulls? Actually, what do you think happened on the Bulls side? I think Cleveland's still a pretty good defensive team, even without having Allen in there. Mobley is he's so long, and I think it takes it takes about a quarter to get used to that kind of size and that kind of athleticism out there on the court. There's I'm trying to think who would you, who would you compare who has his kind of size and athleticism in the NBA right now? But it's just such a weird weird matchup for guys. It seemed like it took them a little while to to adjust to that more than anything for me. And you know, Okoro is one of the better de- young defensive players. Wade's yeah. pretty good, and Gar- Garland's a turnstile. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but we also don't normally we don't attack guards on the defensive end. We kind of you know get our 
DeRozan is our guy. Yeah. Okoro is uh, always underrated on defensive end. I think he's a fantastic defender, uh, just a really raw offensive player. So uh, I agree with you there. And Mobley, yeah, just Mobley just continues to impress every time I see him. Uh, that, you see it that seemed quick- like Mobley forced DeMar to pass out of a couple shots, it seemed like, throughout the game, just oh, because of his so length. Like, yeah. Right, like I think DeMar, you know how he can – we see, we think he can get his shot off no matter what. You know, it's like it doesn't matter who's defending him, he's getting his shot off. Tonight, that wasn't the case. If Mobley was on him, there were times where DeMar just was not getting his shot off. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. Um, I don't know if you saw or remember seeing, Trey, I think it was maybe the third quarter, that um, Evan Mobley uh, jumped. He mistimed his jump on a Vucevic uh, fake. He got faked out. And then he recovered and jumped and blocked the block the shot anyways, which is just like – that's incredible. So uh, at the NBA level against NBA talent, uh, I mean, you know, Vooch isn't exactly a spring chicken or anything like that. He doesn't have like the, the best springs, but uh, but that's still really impressive. But not a lot of guys in the NBA are going to be able to do that. So uh, every time I see this kid, man, just does something that just makes me go, wow. Uh, I think he's going to be very good for a very long time. So Cleveland fans should definitely be excited. Um. One other thing I saw here, Trey, and I have it noted here, uh, the the Cavs are attempting to play Dean Wade on DeMar DeRozan defensively. I think he had like three fouls in the span of a minute and a half. Uh, Dean Wade is a fringe NBA player. Obviously, he's forced into some minutes here with Jared Allen uh, on the sidelines. But uh, if you were to give Dean Wade a grade, A through F, for his defensive effort on DeMar DeRozan tonight, what would you go with, my friend? I mean, the effort, it was pretty high. I'd give it a B. Okay. Fair. He, he tried very hard. Like, that that's why he was getting the fouls, because DeMar will punish a, you know, a poor defender who is putting in the effort and making the mistakes. And that, you know, Wade, he'll, he'll try. He's good enough. But he you can't put him on DeMar DeRozan. And, like, he would have fouled him out in, in what, 10 minutes probably, if they would have kept him on him. It was... I give him a B for effort, but in terms of like actual effectiveness, it was what like a D minus. Yeah, yeah, it just was never going to work out. That was a really rough uh, ask of that fellow. So I uh, feel bad for him. You tip your cap to him. He, he did his best he could. So obviously, no Zach Levine in the lineup tonight. Kobe White steps in. He had a pretty uh, darn good game, I would say. Uh, what did he end up with with the stat line here? Four of eleven from the field. So didn't shoot nine, well, seven, seven points. Yeah, seven assists. Seven rebounds. I'm looking at the seven assists and two turnovers, so that's the big thing for me because he did get forced into some more ball handling tonight. Uh, a couple steals also. So uh, I like what he brought to the table, Trey. I was, didn't mind the bad shooting. Uh, it is what it is. Like you said, the Cavs are a good defensive team. Uh, thought Kobe White filled in really well. But let me ask you about Zach Levine, who is experiencing soreness in his knee even after two rest days. Has to be a little bit of a concern there for you, right? A little not a lot. I think if you're with the schedule coming up, if you're going to try and, and pick a couple days where you're going to be able to sneak him a few extra rest days, this was a game you, with Caruso coming back. You knew the team was going to be amped up. Cleveland's down, a bu- you know, a bunch of guys. This was one the Bulls should win without Zach. So the optimist in me is just thinking the Bulls were being proactive and why, you know, if you expect to beat this team, you want to see what the, these other guys can do. But, yeah, I'm a little worried. Uh, as as optimistic as I like to be on this show, I, I am a little concerned. How about yourself? 
No, yeah, I uh, I think I'm a little bit concerned also. Obviously, I think I think you're right there um, in saying that this is probably one of the last opportunities you have to rest Zach because we're just definitely going to need him uh, in the stretch run. So I'm not super duper 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 concerned, but obviously, yeah, it is a little concerning that he wasn't able to give it a go because the Bulls still need wins, man. So I think they're not really in a spot where they're like picking spots to choose, you know, rest and choose, choose and rest their you know players. But uh, maybe, you know, the coaching staff and, and the front office are looking at this and they're saying, you know, the Cavs are on a back-to-back. They just played the Heat, who are a really uh, tough, you know, team to play against. Um, and they're uh, this is one of our last home games. Most of our, our games are away games. So, uh, yeah, maybe we had the advantage here. And so the Bulls just decided to, again, like you said, just take it a little easy on Zach. And I'm A-OK with that. And I think that's a really smart thing to do. So if that's, that is the thinking, I'm totally on board with it. Um, I'm assuming you are, too. Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't be upset if he didn't play at Sacramento on Monday. Uh, I think the Bulls should beat the Kings without Zach. And I know it's kind of fun when we play the Kings with Zach because they're the team that signed the qualifying offer, and then we match. So that's always you know a nice little thing for me. But you have at Utah, at Phoenix, Toronto, Milwaukee, New Orleans, who's coming on. Like those are your next four games after that. So you know if. If it's if it's hurting even a little bit, to me, I'd say sit him at Sacramento and then come come back for that Utah game. Yeah, we got to get him rested up, man. We're going to need him, especially when the playoffs start. But uh, even in the stretch run here, going into the playoffs, I'd like to see this team fully healthy uh, for the last ten or so games of the season. We are getting there, man. We are totally getting there because we, uh, you know, obviously got Caruso back tonight. Uh, speaking of injuries and. We've already touched on him a little bit on the defensive side, but uh, even on the offensive side, he brought it, man. He had a really good game, looked really healthy out there. Um, little concerned, he took a, about three hard spills tonight, man. And I know, I, I know, I asked you before, Trey, uh, if you thought this guy was injury prone, and I just he he does make you, you know, he makes you worried <laughs> like this when he plays like this because he has he has only one speed, which is what makes him great. Um, but it is also something that worries me because, you know, he's going in for layups, he knocks on the floor, he, he uh, fell over the top of Darius Garland at one point, uh, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to land on his wrist and break his wrist again or something or re-aggravate it. So uh, I'm going to stick it to you again. I'm going to ask you again here, Trey, do you think Alex, Alex Crusoe is injury prone? Does it worry you? No, not at all. That's confident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grayson Allen took him out with a, a super cheap shot. I Caruso has been playing this way his whole life. I don't, I don't know that I, I haven't looked up his injury history, but he, I haven't, you know, heard a lot. Like he hasn't been chronically injured from what I understand. Well, he's missed quite a few games. It's, it's, it hasn't been, I mean, it's been stuff like, you know, sprained ankles and things like that, concussions, things of that nature. But um, I, I don't know a percentage off the top of my head. I'll, I'll try to get that, but uh, it's, it's been quite a few, I, I would say. Yeah, I as long I like to pencil him in for what 75% of the season and as long as long as he's around for the playoffs I'm good with it because other than the broken wrist to me it I would have to kind of go back and look at him but are they kind of maintenance injuries like where where he where it might not be just the one thing but he plays so hard that you know, once you're 35 games into the season and you've got a sore knee and you've got a sore hip and, you know, your left wrist is hurting, that maybe you shut it down for five games. So I, 
I'm not super worried about him. No, I I like the way he plays, and maybe maybe that's just the homer in me. But what about you? Are are you are you concerned? Uh, yeah, it does concern me a little bit the way he plays. It's just because it's like I can see. I mean, like you said, I think you kind of assume he's gonna miss some games here and there with sprained ankles and things of that nature. It's just just the the way he plays. Um, but I love what he brings to the table. Obviously, I don't want him to play any differently. Uh, it's not like it's something where I'm like, oh, we shouldn't count on this guy. Uh, he is who he is, and that's who we signed. Uh, I don't think his contract is at all prohibitive in any way. So, um, you know, I, I don't think there's any reason to have, be upset about having Caruso. But uh, in an, in a vacuum, all that thing, all those things aside, yeah, it does worry me a little bit just watching him, you know, go breakneck speed at 100 percent of the time. Uh, he had 11 points tonight, four assists, four steals, and a block. Um, just all over the floor. Uh, just incredible, man. Four fouls, too. Uh, just out there hacking. I love it. <laughs> you go. Uh, we ended up, I wish he would have come back for the, for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks game and just, like, hacked the crap out of Grayson Allen. That would have made me so happy. But, uh, alas, we'll have to wait till uh, maybe the playoffs. Maybe they'll, they'll catch him in the playoffs. You never know. Um, but, hey, while I got this, uh, this moment here, I'm going to tell you guys about a brand-new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit. Up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points with a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. And uh, Trey, I'm excited, man. Uh, tomorrow night, we are planning right now so far. Not 100% sure, but we're, we're nailing down the uh, details here, my friend. But we are probably going to have Hayes. Um, who most of our uh, listeners or some of our listeners at least should be familiar with. He is the new host of the Lockdown Bulls podcast, and he is currently also the host uh, of the long-running Chicago Bulls Central podcast, which is on YouTube. That's been getting a ton, a ton of views. So um, kind of an up-and-comer in, in the uh, Bulls world. Uh, so hopefully we can you know uh, get him on here and pick his brain about what he thinks uh, for the, of the Chicago Bulls. I was watching his introductory show for lockdown and he was talking a bit about his past he's been a, a fan ever since he was a baby and he's as old as, as you and i are so uh finally somebody that's our age uh i'm pretty excited about it trey i hope you are too <laughs> yeah i'm i'm really excited about that one. uh the last guest was fantastic so i'm hoping that he can he can match gottlieb on this one yeah yeah will did a fantastic job so uh hopefully we get some same energy there uh oh big vooch news here trey he trapped a ball handler on a pick and roll. And, I, th- you know, Stacy was talking about it in the broadcast, too, and I agree. Uh, it's not something that you're going to see a lot from Booch. It's not something I want to see him try to do all the time. But I want to see them try to mix it up a little bit because, you know, we've been saying before, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, well, I don't know how the saying goes, but, if you, you know, you do the same thing over and over again, keep making the same mistakes. It's like insanity, right? And it's like just drove me insane to watch them continue to do the same thing. So uh, just glad to see him. You know, it's not just him. It's probably the coaching staff also telling him what to do or uh, other defenders also. But I was happy to see him trap a ball handler. <laughs> now, do you think he did that on purpose or do you th- – because to me, I thought it seemed like they were running a pick and roll and he just – the way it was ran, Vooch, Vooch kind of got switched on the Garland for a second. And I thought Garland just kind of was so far out there that when the guy came back to recover – that Vooch just decided instead of going back to his man, he was like, well, screw it. I'm all the way out here already. I might as well try and trap him. 
Uh, you have a good point. I would have to go watch it again. I honestly, I think I was looking at my computer at that time, and I looked up and like saw it happening, and I was like, yes. Uh, so I don't think I actually saw like the you know I'm, you know I love Vooch. You know I I hate to to not speak highly of him, but to me it really looked like Vooch was kind of caught out in no man's land, and that was I, he re- he made the right play because that's what Vooch does on defense, but. I don't necessarily know that that, uh, that double was intended. <laughs> well, you might be right there, uh, so I'm not sure. But uh, either way, I would like to see them throw that in here every now and then because I think it's something you you just need to do to keep uh, keep the offense honest, man. You can't um, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again because then it's just so easy, especially at this level, for people to pick up pick it apart. Um, one more thing, one more observation from tonight, Trey. And I'd sent you a picture of this. Patrick Williams was on the bench and he was wearing an Alex Caruso jersey. <laughs> Obviously, Caruso came back from his injury tonight. Uh, but I love I love the camaraderie there. I love just the, I guess, uh, sense of humor. I wonder if he lost a bet. What do you think? Do you think he lost a bet? No, he it was a Caruso jersey, right? Yeah, it was Caruso jersey. I think he was just ha- I think he was celebrating Caruso coming back. You don't think those guys love Caruso? Oh yeah, he plays his, his uh, you know what's off. So I absolutely think that they love him. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think he's probably a big fan of Patrick of uh, Alex Russo. <laughs> right. So I I think he did that you know kind of, you know just to kind of like honor his honor his return. I you know I I enjoyed it. I loved the look. I liked his look a little bit better than Zach's. I'm not quite that fancy. <laughs> uh, I, I I agree with you there. Uh, I'm the same way. I'm very dressed down kind of guy. So uh, yeah, no, I love Patrick Williams wearing in the Caruso jersey. If you haven't seen it, uh, go check it out. I know a couple people on Twitter went and, and tweeted about it. So uh, go go find that picture because it's awesome. And uh, I might need to make that my uh, my background. I think I still have Kobe White as Sub Zero that uh, one of the graphics people for the Bulls did, which is really cool. Um, but I might have to change it now to Patrick Williams in a Caruso jersey because. Uh, those are two guys I uh, I love there. So, uh, oh, I forgot I sent this to myself in the email here. I told you the, what the uh, field goal percentage was at the end of the game. At halftime, Trey, uh, let me ask you this. What do you think the, the Cavs were shooting at halftime? Do you think it, uh, they, they shot, let's see, 42% from the field, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, 41.9%. 36. 36? You're right, 35.8%. Damn, I was close. Uh, and the Bulls are shooting 45.5, so actually they shot worse than the second half. But uh, but yeah, so it was just kind of a snore fest for that first first half there. But the Bulls just turned it on, and uh, Cavs just kind of went away. Um, but after that win, the Bulls now sit three games behind first place again. They are tied now with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, three and a half games is the Boston Celtics, so we're still just a half game above the Boston Celtics and the Cavs slipped to six games uh, behind first place. So um, we're, we're maintaining our spot there, Trey. Uh, I think, you know, I was actually watching a little bit of uh, our, our guy that's coming on next Hayes uh, talk with, with his uh, co-host over there on locked on. And they were saying, they think we can you know pull out 10 or 11 wins here in these uh, final games. And this is tonight would be one of them. So uh I don't know. The way they were talking made me kind of confident about it. I, I was thinking maybe more along the lines of like nine and seven in these 16 games, including this win tonight. So uh, what do you think? Give me a guess here. Cause you know, we've got the Kings, we've got the jazz, we've got the Suns, uh, Raptors, Bucks, Pelicans, Cavs. So those, those are the next like six, uh, you know, uh, guys we have coming up. And then we also have 
the Heat and the Bucks and the Celtics to close out the season, which is just going to be absolutely rough. Um, so what do you think, man? Where do, where do you think we end up there? Low end eight, high end 11 wins. If I had Somewhere to pick a number, I'm I'm guessing 10. Okay. Yeah, so you're a little bit higher than me. I'm, I'm thinking nine and seven. I'm, I'm always higher than me. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking like nine and seven to, to close this out. So, you know, uh, that would be, what, eight and seven through, through the next 15 games or so. But uh, we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, just take it a game at a time. Bulls are getting healthy now. So, um, going to be rough, though. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to do it for us, man. We're going to see up our energy here for Hayes tomorrow. Uh, before we go, though, I want to also remind you all to use coupon code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at MyBookie.ag. Use code HoopBall on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Until next time, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at @bsppkeith. And Trey, where can the good people find you? On Twitter at FinalFinally. And please do follow the show at Ethos Bulls, guys, on Twitter. It would mean the world to us. Absolutely. Leave us a five-star review. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, please. Uh, really could use some more eyes on the show and some more ears on the show, too. Uh, I guess it was probably better because you can't really listen to the eyes. So, uh, that's going to do it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.